You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies, with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,281. And it's our 1,594th interview. We've been on the air since March of 2009 with the longest-running business podcast in Orange County, California. The Salvation Army has been meeting needs and transforming lives since 1887 throughout Orange County. Captain Nursan Kistan is on our show to discuss homelessness in our county and what his organization is doing to help those in need. If you'd like to learn more about this radio show podcast or my role as a business mentor, which has become so critical over the past month plus with all that's gone on with COVID-19, I encourage you to visit my company's website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Captain, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Richard, it's a pleasure to join you this afternoon. Let's um, let's start by maybe asking you to give us an overview for the current state of homelessness here in Orange County, California. Sure, Richard. It's a great question to ask. Currently in Orange County, there are 7,000 people that are homeless. Uh, at a point in time count, uh, that gives us uh, a number of 7,000 people. We estimate, Richard, that that number is very conservative, that there is probably close to 10,000 people that are currently homeless in Orange County. So seven to 10,000 is a big number for a community that has roughly three million people. And where are they? Are they throughout the county? Is the Salvation Army in specific locations trying to help them? Is there a concentrated area in Orange County? Uh, where- absolutely, Richard. Okay. I, I think there's two critical areas where uh, the homeless are at large numbers. Obviously, Santa Ana, has probably the largest homeless population in Orange County, second to uh, the city of Anaheim. Uh, homelessness doesn't just belong to those two cities. It's, uh, it's an issue that's facing all of the county, but I would say that those two areas have the largest concentration of homeless numbers in Orange County currently. And uh, I have to imagine that um, the current state with COVID-19, all the, the challenges that's added to the already challenging job the Salvation Army is doing to focus and help homelessness. But I'm wondering, why is it uh, that the Salvation Army's mission is to focus on homelessness? Well, Richard, I think the Salvation Army started with William Booth in 1865. William and Catherine Booth, founders of the Salvation Army, a Christian mission movement, recognized that dealing with people at their point of greatest need was what all Christians were called to do. And so because of their love for Christ, and that compelled them to start the Christian mission, which the Salvation Army was originally called. And the mission of the Salvation Army was to deal with the most vulnerable, the most marginalized, the most hurting people of our society. And so homelessness has been at the very foundation of what the Salvation Army has always done from the very conception of this Christian mission movement. And so we continue uh, more than 150 plus years down the track. We are still serving the most needy and the most vulnerable uh, in 134 countries around the world. 
So we, we, that's very hard of who we are. So, so what specifically, how does the Salvation Army, Orange County in particular, help the homeless individuals that reside here? Well, the Salvation Army's approach to homelessness here in Orange County is very holistic. Uh, we believe that you can't help people overcome some of the challenges, the traumas that they have faced in their lives by just tackling it through one dimension. So our approach is very holistic. So we obviously do the, the most critical thing is providing people shelter. And step one is always helping people at the very point where we find them. So providing them with shelter is the first step. And then our wraparound services where we have case managers that helps with housing, helps people navigate the whole challenge of finding uh, supportive housing, um, and then permanent housing, and then hopefully affordable housing. The second element is obviously employment. And so we have employment navigators, and part of their role is to help people uh, maneuver through the whole way of writing a job, resume, uh, getting better skilled at uh, interviewing skills. And so we work in partners with Chrysalis and other organizations like Chrysalis uh, so that we can walk in wardrobes, so that we can help people achieve the employment opportunities and achieve their God-given potential. Uh, then thirdly, we have case managers that help people with some of their psychological traumas. And people, obviously, who are homeless uh, have a lot of baggage. And I'm not just talking about physical baggage, but I'm talking about emotional and spiritual and psychological. So our case managers help pilot the way through the journey for them, helping them to deal with some of the most awful traumas they've experienced in life. And so we have a very... Uh, broad but yet very focused way of helping people move through the challenges that they're currently facing. Captain, how has the COVID-19 coronavirus crisis complicated the mission for the Salvation Army in helping the homelessness? Well, uh, Richard, uh, we have to say that our resources and our team's capacities have been stretched to its limits. Because COVID-19 has not just put an enormous strain on what we were already doing. I mean, the homeless challenges, and we got shelters in Anaheim and Santa Ana. Uh, now also, we, uh, we've just put up two pop-up shelters. But we are seeing ordinary mums and dads, uh, Americans that were going about business as per normal, uh, dealing with all the challenges, paying their mortgage, allowing their kids to get a good education, and now finding themselves in their own point of crisis. So our, our clientele, for instance, has pretty well quadrupled in size. Uh, demands of our service has gone up more than 400%. People are now needing food. Uh, people are needing shelter. People are needing assistance with rent and utilities. Uh, people, some in some of our poorer communities here in Orange County, their children need help with online learning, with access to Internet and all the very supportive services that goes with that. Uh, COVID-19 has put a strain, not just on us economically, but also socially uh, and emotionally. So that there are some enormous challenges that the Salvation Army is currently uh, enduring. You're listening to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast, streaming live on octalkradio.net. We're on iHeartRadio and all the standard major podcasting platforms that are out there. If you're listening to us live, thank you. If you're listening to us in the future as a podcast, we also thank you for your interest in our program. And I'm interviewing Captain Kistan, who is the captain for the Orange County Salvation Army. And 
um, we're focused on homelessness and the, the challenges that are faced here by the homeless. I'm wondering, what has the Salvation Army done in the area of innovation and creativity in the specific homelessness space? Are there things that you could talk about that you're particularly proud of that you would like the audience to learn about, sir? Absolutely. You know, um, we've come up with a, the Salvation Army has been doing homelessness for a long time, but we have not been stagnant in our approach to dealing with homelessness. Uh, we believe that every individual is different. And so one of the innovative ways we have in partnership with the University of California, Irvine, UCI, and the Salvation Army and the Poverty Stoplight Initiative run by Professor Martin Burnt, we have come up with a strategy of being able to case manage people as soon as they walk through our doors. So the case management is basically it's a red light, an amber light, and a green light. And we basically help people to self-identify areas in which they find that they are good in, areas in which they find that they need some additional support in, and areas in their life where they believe are in a critical, challenging space. By doing the self-evaluation, we are able to quickly assess where people need the most urgent help and the areas in which we need to work on as a case management team to improve. This online app that we have developed in partnership with the Poverty Spotlight Group and UCI has been amazingly effective in helping us deal with homelessness in a clinical yet loving and relational way by dealing with it more effectively and efficiently. The homeless challenge that we face in Orange County is growing. It's not, it's not easy. But the Salvation Army wants to deal with using technology, dealing new techniques so that we can actually get ahead of the game because we need to. So that's something that we're immensely proud of. So, you know, people have formed their own opinions about maybe homelessness and the homeless in general. From your experience, sir, working closely with them and providing the aid right there that, that the Salvation Army has been doing? There are a lot of myths surrounding homelessness, but let's acknowledge some of the facts. The first fact is, yes, drug and alcohol abuse does affect a person's state of homelessness. Yes, there are people that need psychiatric support that are homeless. That is definitely the reality. Yes, there are people that... Uh, you know, uh, experience some sort of emotional trauma that are homeless. But the myth is that the majority of people that are homeless fall in one of these three categories. People are homeless for a variety of reasons. People are homeless because of domestic violence. People are homeless because of financial challenges in their own personal world. People are homeless because of sometimes of circumstances that are often beyond their control. The face of homelessness is not the face that we often see on the streets than when we drive around. The face of homelessness is sometimes seen in, in someone else's spare bedroom where someone is going from house to house, spending a couple of weeks at a time while they'll deal with some of the struggles, and they're homeless. The face of homeless is where families are traveling around in their vehicle, dealing with some of the most horrific challenges and dealing with it in silence. And most of us never get to see those faces. The faces of homelessness are often invisible, and people don't see them, but they are people just like you and I. They are mothers, their brothers, their sisters, their uncles, their aunties, their grandparents. They are people just like you and I, uh, by the grace of God, uh, have experienced suffering that is sometimes beyond understanding and description. But they are not just your drug addicts, your alcoholics. 
They're not just your mentally ill people. They're sometimes ordinary average mums and dads and children. The numbers of children that are homeless is also on the increase in Orange County. Sarah, that was um, very well said, and thank you for giving us that kind of calibration. You have a huge BHAG, we call it, big, hairy, audacious goal here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. You know, the Salvation Army Orange County plan to end chronic homelessness going forward. Uh, this seems like such a um, complicated problem that is sort of just embedded in our society. What is your vision here in Orange County to end chronic homelessness? You know, uh, Richard, I don't believe it's that big, hairy, audacious goal. I believe it's a big goal, but I don't believe it's audacious because I think the responsibility to end homelessness rests in the 3.2 million people that live in Orange County. I believe that if every single individual took this responsibility to add their weight, to add their voice, to add their resources, their talents, then the Salvation Army in partnership with its many friends across Orange County, we can do this together. I believe we can end chronic homelessness in Orange County. When I mean chronic, I mean hard to find chronic homeless, where someone is homeless more than three times in a calendar year. I believe we can end that homelessness in Orange County by following the principles that I spoke about, by actually treating people as people, by giving them back their humanity, by giving people hope again, by helping people realize there's opportunities to move forward. So yes, by shelter, uh, our Centre of Hope project is a critical uh, jewel in our crown that we're talking about at the moment. We're saying that the Centre of Hope, which we're building in partnership with the City of Anaheim, will be one of the critical factors in how we resolve this challenge. And the Centre of Hope will be total wraparound services where we bring professionals, medical, dental, we'll, we'll provide all of the necessary elements they're helping people move forward, employment, housing, navigators. We're building the Centre of Hope in the next 18 months to two years in the, in, on Lewis Street in Anaheim. We believe that will be a critical factor in helping us overcome chronic homelessness in Orange County. So this is a major initiative that the Salvation Army has undertaken, the Center of Hope. Are there other organizations that are partnering with you to help realize your dream? Oh, my goodness. Uh, the Salvation Army, as for long as it's begun, believed in coll collaboration. So, yes, we're working with United Way, Second Harvest, Goodwill, uh, OC Rescue Mission. The list goes on. Chrysalis, cities, City of Anaheim, and City of Santa Ana. Uh, but our partners, the City of Anaheim, have been a very strong partner. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, City of Anaheim and the City of Santa Ana are the two largest areas of homelessness in the county uh, and so partnership with these two cities in particular the city of anaheim uh, is a real key factor in making the impact that we desire to make you know one of the um <clears throat> tenets of what we do here on this program is we believe in the power of peer learning you know shared experience we can learn a lot from others who are doing something similar to what we're doing if we just pay attention and ask questions and you're being a part of such a large organization as the salvation army is are there lessons that the organization has learned in other cities and communities that you're applying here in orange county or vice versa are there things that you've been doing here in, in southern california that maybe the larger organization is watching and learning from to help combat this in other words is homelessness a transferable 
uh, dealing with? Is it transferable knowledge, or is every market so unique that you sort of have to deal with it within the uh, ecosystem that you, in which you live? No, Richard, I, I agree with your first inference. I believe we can learn lessons from around the world. Uh, so uh, we be, we collaborate because the Salvation Army is in 134 countries across the globe. Uh, we bring all of the knowledge-based learnings and education from our facilities across the globe. So I was only just uh, a few months ago speaking to our colleagues in London, understanding what they're doing to overcome some of the challenges of homelessness there. We've been speaking to some of our colleagues throughout Europe, where homelessness is even a larger issue than it is in the States. Uh, and we also collaborate with other organizations outside the Salvation Army. Uh, our friends from United Way, we have chatted with from time to time. Our friends from other nonprofit organizations, uh, Goodwill, uh, our friend from Goodwill, Nicole. And we've chatted with them about their approach. We're dealing with veterans that are homeless. And you would note that veterans homelessness in Orange County is all about eradicated which is great news for Americans. Uh, but yes, so we learn lessons. One of the things we've learned is that we haven't collaborated as well as we could uh, because Orange County is run by 34 cities. Sometimes uh, a lack of cohesion can impact our effectiveness. So one of the things we're desperately trying to do, obviously, is for all 34 cities to shoulder the responsibility and work in cohesion. And I think Judge David Carter has actually played a very significant role in helping bring the cities together, but we still have a long way to go in that space. Yeah, the residents of Orange County might remember in the recent past, there was sort of a, I don't know what you call it, a tug of war relative to where the homeless were going to be able to live in the county with different cities, sort of what I feel like doing things that helped them, but didn't really help the other cities, nor the county, nor the homeless very much so i agree with you there's probably i'm glad to hear there's a more of a holistic initiative to the county in dealing with the problem of homelessness you mentioned the center of hope but i, I want to ask you about the anaheim emergency shelter <clears throat> can you tell me a little bit about that shelter i imagine uh during this covid19 corona crisis that maybe there's been very taxed on that shelter as well so that shelter is a shelter that we run. There's 224 beds. Obviously, COVID-19 has created some challenges, but the Salvation Army is resilient and uh, is focused on actually continually to expand our programs and our services. So by June 1, we'll expand that facility to accommodate an additional 101 more beds. That will give us 325 beds. We have uh, 28 FEMA trailers which are staged on our property as well. And that is designed to help us also with people that are impacted by COVID-19. We are also, our Center of Hope project is gonna be a phenomenal opportunity for us by adding more beds, more permanent supportive beds, more affordable beds. But we've also in the last two weeks opened up two additional shelters to deal with this challenge. One in Santa Ana, uh, and also one in Anaheim, which are temporary uh, as a response to the COVID-19 challenges. So, yeah, uh, we're expanding. We're rapidly growing and expanding our programs and our services to help uh, this vulnerable population at this time. I'd like to ask if someone is motivated to want to get involved to help the Salvation Army with this mission, how would they contact you or get on, get you know, get connected with you online, Captain? 
Oh, there's so many ways. So uh, social media platforms, the Salvation Army Orange County, uh, Facebook page, uh, our website. Uh, there's opportunities for volunteers. For volunteers, there's opportunity for people to invest and partner with us. Uh, we have a LinkedIn page. Uh, there's many ways. If anyone just Google Salvation Army Orange County, we come up. Uh, and we want partners. We're looking for new ways of actually doing things that we've always done. So people have got some innovative ideas and thoughts. People want to partner with us financially or just in, in terms of their own person. We're, we welcome people to join with us. We're looking forward to it, actually. So I, um, uh, I noticed that you carry with you uh, an accent so uh, last question here on critical mass radio show and podcast can you give uh, my audience your backstory sir yeah sure i'd love to um i'm a, a, an australian who's been living in southern california in orange county for the last three years so um i've come straight from australia from within the salvation army i've been serving within the salvation army for over 25 years uh and so i've uh been, yeah, been invited by the Salvation Army here in the U.S. to come and take the reins. Uh, but, but I grew up, I was born in South Africa. Parents migrated to Australia when I was only a little boy, eight years of age. And I've lived in Australia all my life until the last three years. So uh, that's a little bit about me. Uh, I'm sure if they jump on our Facebook page, they'll find out more about my story. Some of my story is recorded there. And I'm happy to share more if you have any other questions. Uh, so... Now that you've been here for a number of years, how do you compare living in Southern California to where where in Australia were you, and how does that compare to living in Orange County? Well, I was living in Sydney, uh, Sydney, Australia. Uh, very similar <laughs> climate-wise in terms of uh, uh, beaches. You know, I, I, what I love about Cal Southern California or Orange County, specifically, is that you have the best of both worlds. You have the mountains on one side, and you have the beautiful oceans on the other. Uh, uh, and so I, I, I'm enjoying that, that aspect. But, um, you know, uh, I was brought up and I raised in Sydney and it's, uh, it's a beautiful place. If anyone has ever visited, they'll know that. But there's so many similarities. I believe Americans and Australians are very similar in so many ways in terms of our laid back attitude, enjoying life and, uh, you know, uh, taking things one day at a time, right? So one last question, Captain. Is it weird to think that we're going into our summer, spring and summer season this time of the year for you when you would normally be expecting kind of to get ready for fall and winter? Yes, it is. You know, that took me a little bit of time to adjust. I think at least a year. But, yeah, I'm getting used to it now. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because in Australia, Christmas is summertime. So having a cold at Christmas uh, – uh, is is strange, but yeah, we're adjusting, we're adapting. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, I'd like to have you back on the show to talk about the Salvation Army's mission, and maybe the next time you and I can do it together in the studios of Orange County, octalkradio.net versus remotely. So I look forward to actually having you in the studio and continue to talk about the amazing work that you're doing to help the homeless here in Orange County. Thank you for your commitment to that cause, sir. Thank you, Richard. It's a pleasure being on your show, and uh, we wish your listeners uh, all the best, and hopefully they stay safe. Thank you, sir. I'd also like to thank our engineer, Paul Roberts, who's alone in the studio, and for all I know, he's alone in the building, given the stay-at-home policy. Our, 
our producers who can work from home and do work from home, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Vanessa Holland. If you'd like to connect with me, I'm Richard Franzi. Let's do it on LinkedIn. My last name is spelled simply F as in Frank, R-A-N-Z as in Zebra I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 